0: And we are back. It's already March 2020. Knowles, hello. What's up, P Money? Man, I'm pretty exhausted. Uh, just got back from Barcelona. It was two weeks uh, hanging out at testing, and uh, lots to talk about there.
1: Yeah, you guys, we there's a lot to discuss. Holy shit!
0: <laughs> yeah, it's seems-
1: should, I, should should I should I play it? No, I'll
0: wait, I'll wait. It, it, see, it seems like, yeah, yeah, just tease, tease, uh, tease everyone for a yeah, second. we got a
1: little surprise for everybody.
0: <laughs> it's It seems like these off-seasons are getting shorter and shorter. Uh, we thought, like, you know, we'd have more time during winter to do other projects and stuff, but we're right back in it, just binged on Drive to Survive Season 2.
1: Yeah, we've got, what do we, we've got coming up in this episode, Uh testing, uh we've got drive to survive we've got predictions for australia uh we've got ferrari fucking bullshit once again is Uh, ferrari
0: gonna make it to australia that's another thing uh,
1: i don't know well oh yeah lots to discuss
0: but you know what Uh, for those who might not have been with us last season i think it's time to hear our awesome intro roll it
1: here we go let's roll question for all of you
0: except Romain Grosjean to whom it may concern, fuck you
1: more ladies in the paddock yeah more and more more paddock access access to, uh,
0: to some women there's too many dudes
1: I don't really have a lot to comment on that except that he was being a pussy. And we're back.
0: What a beautiful symphony. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man.
1: God. That Rosberg quote and then matched. It always gets me every time.
0: I always forget, you know, how embarrassing that Rosberg moment is, and it always reminds me and it always gets to me every time we roll that intro. Moppy, we Man, so I'll tell you what: Rosberg was not there during winter testing, which was uh, refreshing. Um, I was hope I was hoping I wouldn't run into him with his fucking vlogging team.
1: <clears throat> you you like secretly want to be on his vlogging team though.
0: Well, honestly, anything to get into F one, you know. I mean, yeah. You know me. I I went to Any, testing. Anything. I, I mean, I mean, I have very little limits. I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: wow, Child- I could really run with that one right now.
0: <laughs> it's been a childhood dream, you know. <laughs>
1: Yeah. What, what part of it has been a childhood dream?
0: <laughs> well, just to clarify, taking photos of Formula One, that's where I want to be. Because right. I've come to terms that I'm not going to become an F1 driver, you know, at 31. Oh. It's a tough, uh, yeah. tough ask.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. You could. No,
0: probably not. Yeah. I'm a pretty bad SIM driver, too. So, you know, nothing's really going for me in that.
1: Well, it looks like photos away then. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I think so. And that's why, and that's why I headed to Barcelona this year to really take a lot of, a lot of photos and create a portfolio and try to meet some people. And, uh, yeah. Uh, where it all started basically.
1: Yeah. You guys were back in, in Barcelona where, where the grandstand first, uh, first got its, it's, I guess like first, like real energy, no pun intended.
0: Oh, Uh, pun intended.
1: (laughs) (laughs) it got that wait here we go
0: big dick energy (laughs) yeah so we were back at the scene of the crime uh because so last year uh we went there with our boy ian and remy uh ian who was on one of our uh a few of our podcasts last year if you guys remember and uh we met Danny Rick in the paddock and uh, we asked him, you know, we wanted to make a banner. We asked him what to put on it. And at first he said something like, oh yeah, like drive faster, break later. And then he, he took a step back, took a selfie with these Ferrari fangirls. And he just looked back at us and said, big dick energy. And just hilarity ensued. We were super pumped and we made this really, really dodgy uh, spray paint banner that just said big dick yeah. energy.
1: It looks like a kindergarten class made it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think my seven-year-old niece could have done a better art piece. Yeah, of that. Uh, yeah, probably. I'll I mean, also... I think a
1: lot of people could have done better.
0: All right, all right. You know, I'll stick to photography. <laughs> I got it. So, uh, and then we we went on with that. We started, you know, we started the podcast and Big Dig Energy is something that we really connect with, and we connected with Danny Rick on a few occasions last year. I think you met him in New York, and we just kept it going, kept that kind of running joke yeah we kept the bde alive man you got to keep that bd alive <laughs> you know and and we decided this year that we were gonna do things right
1: oh and did we we made like a proper we designed a proper banner
0: oh man you designed like we both kind of got together and designed this amazing banner taking you know danny riggs helmet colors uh photoshopping Him doing a shoey. Obviously, we had to Photoshop the Renault colors because they've uh, never won a race. So,
1: (laughs) well, (laughs) yeah, that was with those those colors,
0: with those colors, I'll say.
1: Yeah, there were, there was, it was difficult to find a photo that matched his time at Red Bull and last year at at Renault. So,
0: right. And I mean, the banner was, was, uh, I mean, nothing short of a masterpiece you know, not to toot her own horns, but it was beautiful.
1: I think it was great. I mean, except for that one douchebag on, um, on Reddit yesterday. So we, we posted about it cause we're trying to, the other thing too, is that we're trying to get this this banner around the world to every race That's right. and some, some douchebag on Reddit, which is, I, I'm finding out a place for lots of douchebags, but then some really nice people, um, you know, shout out to all you, you supporters out there who, uh, who liked it, but it's just, this banner is obscene. Please don't waste your time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. You know what I thought when I read that? It was oh, like yeah. that scene from, uh, what is it? Uh, the Wedding Crashers when they go to see Will Ferrell. He's like, Ma, where's the meatloaf, Ma? So that's like...
1: Yeah, this dude definitely lives at home eating his mom's meatloaf.
0: Yeah, that kind of guy who's just like typing away on Reddit. But Reddit although it is a kind of particular space we've learned, uh, also gave us mad props on during the second week when we put up the banner. So Ian and I put up that banner. You couldn't make it, unfortunately. And yeah, that would be I mean, next year. We got to plan this out a little bit better. Um, but we got a lot of love from Reddit. First of all, I don't know if you remember, some guy, they posted it and they said, oh, these guys must be Aussies. And some Redditor uh another you know piece of shit uh try to take credit for us (laughs) so take credit
1: for the take credit for the banner
0: yeah that yeah that's little dick energy right there if you ever hear this podcast man fuck you
1: yeah that was that was pretty that was pretty weak but you know Um, we
0: we we settled we settled it ian ian who's pretty big on reddit kind of posted it and that's where I saw the kind of, you know, solidarity of the Reddit community and people were loving it and really got, gave us mad props for it. And that's why we decided to create this program to ship and share the banner throughout the 2020 season, essentially.
1: Yeah, we're trying to get it to every race. So anybody out there who's listening, if you want to get this banner to your home Grand Prix or if you're going to a Grand Prix this season, um, all you got to do is go to the grandstand F1.com and sign up and we will coordinate getting that banner to you. I think it, you'll see it. It's right there and it's a, it's beautiful. So it's a, uh, it's a tribute to getting Danny Rick back on the, you know, we're, we're Danny Rick fans for sure. Um, fans of other drivers, but definitely Danny, Danny Ricardo fans. So, Absolutely. Uh, we gotta, we gotta get the man some support. At least I, I'd love to see him get a, a podium this season. I don't know. I mean,
0: Oh man. Yeah. It's about, it's about time. I mean, we're not, I don't think we'll see a Shui, but you never know. You know, there could be some crazy
1: Germany some crazy
0: Grand Prix like races like last year and all bets <laughs> are off.
1: Well, it sounds, I mean, from what it sounded like, and you got, you tell me, cause you were actually at testing, but, <clears throat> um, it sounded like he's got more confidence in the car and that he ran his fastest lap. He's never run a one sixteen um, at Barcelona and he did this, this session. So um promising i don't know what that means for the rest of the season but uh yeah
0: i guess see. i guess we can get back into the whole testing kind of pace and trying to f- decipher through all the you know uh the bullshit that teams are throwing out at us uh but yeah he did say that he that was his fastest lap ever uh but a podium would be great so when we we actually met we met him twice during testing with ian uh once you know we 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 went up there on the day we put the banner because the community. Is that community manager? Is that what where you call them? The ones who take care of their Instagram and social media. Oh,
1: so, social media, social media manager, something Yeah, like that. digital of, digital uh, digital media manager.
0: Digital media manager of Renault. Uh she also took a photo and kind of posted on Renault's Instagram stories. And she said We uh, gotta give her a shout out. What's we gotta, give, we gotta give her a shout out? Also, Ian is the one who made this happen because he ran into her while I was taking photos. Uh, with my OCD self up on the roof, trying to get photos of cars. He ran into her and her name is May. And she said, you guys need to stick around. We're going to try to get you in the garage. And we kind of checked back with her every few hours, waited there for a while. And we actually made it into the garage in the afternoon. And unfortunately it was when Ocon was driving and I think Danny was already debriefing. He was nowhere to be seen, but uh, mad, mad, big, big ups to May for making that happen.
1: Yeah. Thank you, mate. We really, uh, we appreciate that.
0: Thank you, mate. And thank you, Ian, uh, because Ian has that energy of, you know, such a social butterfly that Ian of talking to everyone and making that connection happen. Big, dick energy. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that BDE, baby. He's got that BDE. I was, I was so locked into like getting shots and, you know, you know me, I can get, you know, tunnel vision with that, that, uh, it was good to have him around, uh, to connect with people uh so we met we met we met Danny Ray quickly uh got a quick photo with him we met his uh his I don't know his trainer slash like you know go-to guy for pretty much everything during the year uh Michael Italiano and we actually gave him two shirts uh as well because we are also are making shirts of the BDE this year
1: yep uh excited about those two they look they look pretty but um you know I was I was listening just going back to testing real quick, listening to um, Carlos Sainz and what he had to say about McLaren's chances this season. And he said something that like really, I think everybody needs to pay attention to in the paddock, but basically that the car that McLaren has this year is faster than they had last year. Um, and they still don't have it fully tuned up, tuned in so uh, or locked in. So I don't know, man. I mean, McLaren f- finished... I think better than expectations last year and to him for him to say that after then getting a podium in uh in Brazil well, McLaren we could see some some heavy stuff from them this year.
0: All right, yeah, let's get let's get into the whole uh testing situation. So, compared to to last year, they took out 2 days of testing, so it's now only 6 days total been over 2 weeks. And um last year Ferrari came out, you know, put like throwing some amazing laps and disappointing as we can see but this year it seems like they kind of are having a more difficult time with their car that's what they say i personally don't buy it i think they're taking the opposite kind of you know strategy and not showing their cards, tuning down that engine which we have to talk about as well and uh and like piling away on mediums because like leclerc was putting in some days where he had almost 150 laps which is like ridiculous so uh, i think ferrari's ferrari's gonna be ready in melbourne i mean we'll see i'm
1: not i'm I'm really not i I didn't take much away from testing to be quite honest um i mean
0: okay let's face it sorry go ahead
1: no i don't i don't think i don't think we saw i mean other than mercedes coming out with that that new innovation uh what is it the the uh Das. The, the, DAS. 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 DAS system. DAS system. Um, DAS system, yeah.
0: Dual access. Is DAS system. Dual access steering. I think that's what that stands for.
1: That's it. Dual access steering. Um, yeah. I mean, that's crazy. And if they're saying it could, at certain tracks could give them um, like many tenths per lap. Um, oh, is that what you heard? A, what? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it was on, I'm pretty sure it was on motorsport.com, broke that.
0: Oh, okay. So, because uh, you guys actually, you, the whole BD team back home on our WhatsApp group was letting me know about this stuff because at testing, you don't really understand what's going on. <laughs> You're in a spot, you just see cars go by, you can see how they go through certain corners and how they react, but um, there's, you, know, you don't know where the times are unless you go in and you have, see it on the TV screens, but they don't announce it over the TV. So, you know, there's no announcement or anything. So... You sent me a video of that sis syst- that whatever DOS system, and like the first time you see that, it's like it's freaking groundbreaking.
1: Yeah, it, it like kind of freaks you out. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like yeah. You're like you're like how is the car like how what the steering wheel is moving? I mean to to also think about being the driver. You're going into a turn. The steering wheel is moving in or out. You're like and you've still got to control the car like i just i can't even imagine
0: that <laughs> yeah i mean it's not like they have like 80 plus buttons already to deal with during a lap and now you're doing this like mechanical back and forth uh but you know what i heard though um uh our boy johnny herbert was there for sky as well and obviously and because it's the first time they're covering um winter testing and we chatted with him on week one real quickly, and I asked him, "So how, like, how, like, what do you think that impact is?" And he says, "He says from what I've heard, talking to engineers around the paddock, it is a minimal. It will be like maybe it could be up to a tenth on circuits like Monza, where there's especially through the parabolica and like those high speed corners. But he said the most, the biggest impact it will have is on Mercedes's um, ability to put heat in the tires." You know, because that's what they struggled with last year. Remember at all the restarts, they would get fucked with tire heating or overheating. And that's basically what it does. It's like it it allows you not to overheat the tires on the straight. And you have like less surface, you know, touching the track. Anyway, engineers could tell you better than me. But basically, Herbert seemed to think that it was um, more of a, you know, a tire related and not like pure performance. Like you're not going to get five tenths on that.
1: I don't think anybody has the full story on it.
0: Yeah, uh, that's true. And we'll say, but you know, it's it's got it's got Ferrari, it's got Red Bull scratching their heads. Uh, we did a, a Red Bull experience uh, with Ian on week two as well, and we asked them, and they're like, you know, they said we don't know what it's worth, but we're we're obviously looking into it and you know, developing ours back home. So you have to in F one.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll see. I don't I... like. <laughs> It doesn't seem like a system that you could just easily (laughs) develop. Yeah. Just going to, yeah. Nah. I I just, I don't know. That's like, cause that's the whole, that's the whole drive shaft. I mean, you literally have to change out the whole steering system. Yeah. It's not like you can just unscrew
0: the steering wheel a little bit.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) We're just, exactly. It's just, well, there's this screw on the steering wheel and if the driver, you know, adjusts the nut on it, you can, you can kind of like. Move it in and out, and we think that'll. Oh uh, no.
0: Yeah, see the cars going off. So, at turn one. <laughs> yeah, something Williams would have done last season. Ooh. Well, you know, Merck is saying, okay, so they got DAS. Merck uh, apparently said they got performance-wise, they're not. Uh, they're better than last year because last year they kind of were late on the performance side because they brought that whole B spec thing. But reliability-wise, they stopped a few times on track, and so. But it's the typical kind of cautious, you know, talk that uh, these top teams have. So. I think Merck looked the best on track, to be honest, of the top three. Like, it looked smooth. It looked like...
1: Well, it looked planted. I mean, that was the yeah. thing. I mean, that, you guys were saying that. And when you look at, at some of the video, that car just looked like it, it had so much grip and so much downforce that, like, it, it just looks locked. it already looked locked in.
0: Yeah. You know what? We, we walked up to turn. Was it turn nine? I think it's where Gasly crashed last year. Um... It's like a blind right-hander. It's super fast, and now it's flat out with these cars. And we saw how all the cars handled through there. It's pretty impressive just to see it. First of all, like any F1 car, but the Merc just seems just like the traction it has going through there is amazing. Um, So I think Merc Merc is definitely going to be up there. Uh, I mean, they're doing well. Ferrari, they say they're struggling a bit. Red Bull, Red Bull seem to be there as well. They they, they had a good preseason test. Not no big crashes like they happened they had last year with Gasly. Um, you mentioned McLaren, yeah. McLaren seems like they're chipping away, you know.
1: Yeah, and I mean, partnering with Mercedes again, you've got rule changes. I mean, this could be we Ooh. could we could be we could be seeing the resurgence of McLaren, which I think is great for the sport.
0: Yeah, Uh that'd be amazing, especially with their. Really cool driver lineup, oh, speaking of McLaren, I ran into Zach Brown in one of the stands there. He was just chilling watching the cars go by, so I did go up to him and kind of just show him my photos. you know you got it with that b d e and uh so if you're listening, Zach I'm still waiting for that email <laughs> that, that media pass he's definitely listening, yep, totally I can,
1: I can hear it. Uh, yeah he's definitely he's gonna be calling you a little bit later
0: he's a, he's a really cool guy though he's he's like he's just there watching cars, and obviously uh. On a side note, he's the CEO of McLaren, so
1: yeah, just FYI.
0: And <laughs> oh, so Knowles, I did, I did tell him uh, when I saw him. I said uh, I'll be at Indy, so Zach Brown knows it now. So I got to do it.
1: Oh yeah, now now you <laughs> now he's now he's definitely going to reach out to you. Oh,
0: he's going to Indy, great. Because now he's expecting me, right? So
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally expecting you. Yeah, completely.
0: What uh, what You're, you're going to be his best friend. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm. St- I've messaged him like 20 times just that he hasn't yeah. responded.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Zach, it's, uh, it's me again. Uh, uh, yeah. Just really hoping to hear from you, bud. And, uh, yeah, I hope everything's well. Uh, say hi to your wife for me. And, uh, yeah, uh, hope to hear from you. See, yeah. see, see you, you at Indy in
0: or before yeah. if you give me that yeah. media pass. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just a reminder. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, I don't think we, we got too much from testing, but, um, you know and then and then immediately afterwards, we had drive to survive came out, which was uh, which is great.
0: Oh, that was amazing. By the way, so just to finish off on testing, like you know, we're not going to go through all the teams, I, I, there's a few teams that I just want to kind of go through. Uh, I think the top three teams are doing their thing. Alpha Tauri looks fucking sexy on track, uh, you know, that confirmed yeah, great, all the- great livery. Ooh, and some of those engineers in week one th- thought that they were the head of the pack, and um uh after the top three but then obviously everyone's talking about that pink mercedes <laughs> yeah and it's
1: literally a carbon copy
0: yeah well remember i i i remember i said the nose was the same but if you look at it it's uh it, it is a little different on the side pods and stuff, but yeah, the nose is like pretty much exactly. I feel like they just kind of redid the whole
1: mm, nose. Yeah, but even the side pods, man. I looked at a I looked at a, a a comparison side by side yesterday, and the side pods are, I mean, pretty. There's some there's some subtle nuances that are definitely different, but um, yeah, in terms f- of concept.
0: Because you know what's great is that they actually have the money now to have like develop it. And they have a real wind tunnel, which like two years ago they were developing that car for two years and. The, their previous car which you know had its limits and now they're actually they're they're like all those guys are super stoked about Melbourne I feel like they think they can like if uh, one of the top teams kind of falters I think they they think they could get on the podium
1: I think they could too I really do And I, so that- I think oh you know what and actually Julian Palmer predicted that Checo gets a podium this season so I mean we'll oh. see
0: yeah, I feel like that's that's always a safe bet like uh from the best of the rest, put him there for a podium. Uh Alpha looked good, uh usual but not that impressive Haas. Um it's kind of cool that they're back to their original livery, I think. Um yeah, Vettel spun had a few spins which was hilarious cuz uh when it, when he spun like people like you just hear people laughing also. So it's becoming a thing. Yeah, well, we'll see if he does it this season. And I want to say uh, props to Williams. They made it to testing with no big issue this year. Uh, so I th- first car yeah on the track. Yep, they wanted to make that point. I remember I was waiting on the roof. Uh, I was uh, they all line up, uh, for the the red to go green, and he was there. And science was right behind him, and you could tell science kind of was like, "All right, I'll you got I'll let you get this one." <laughs>
1: yeah. That would have been funny if, if signs just was like, you know what, fuck you guys. I'm I'm
0: <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm gonna go ahead of you. Uh and uh speaking of banners, there was also uh there's always a huge Polish community that's there for uh Kubica. And he was driving on I think he had like a half a day each uh week. So that was cool to see him back on track. He actually topped the timesheets for uh on one of those days. So uh yeah, cool to see him. And uh yeah, getting back to Renault, I think that uh they are looking um I think a little bit better than last year but also I think everyone agrees that they should be making bigger steps forward but let's see.
1: We'll see. I mean like I said I don't I don't think <clears throat> we're going to let's let's see what happens in Melbourne yeah. is what is my what I my 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 takeaway at this point cuz totally I think Ferrari was sandbagging. I don't think we saw everything from everybody. Yeah. Um I just want I
0: would just want to see a, a goddamn race. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) we want to see them racing again. And um, uh, for the first time, we saw that Netflix is actually filming Drive to Survive season three already, and they were in the paddock filming some stuff. And you know, they're the only ones who had tripods, so they were easily easily recognizable in the paddock. And they also gave us a shout out for the banner. So uh, big ups to you guys. Um, We'll be. uh,
1: We might be in season three.
0: Yeah, they they'd love that banner. And yeah, let's see. They called us. Yeah, bold. what did you?
1: <laughs> they did. It was box to box film. So shout out to those guys giving us some love on the uh, on the the social medias. But um, yeah. But speaking of drive to survive, um, what would you think?
0: All right. So we we obviously we we wait I felt like we were the last people on earth to watch it because I even had like some non F one friends that had started watching it and asking me questions, uh, and we were literally two days after it came out. So that's how that's how big that release was. Uh, I enjoyed it. I think, I mean, you know me, I'm an F1 nerd. So anything F1, I'm going to watch it. Uh, I do think that some of the storylines are kind of following in from last year. Uh, like the whole uh, McLaren versus Renault fight for like the best of the rest. Danny Rick is a big part of it now, changing teams. Uh, but not much love for the rookies and uh, Lando Norris. Uh, I was pretty bummed about that
1: lando Norris. i don't even think his name was mentioned
0: i i think we only saw him in like a like a b-roll of mclaren's uh unveiling of last year's car and he looked like he was 15 (laughs) i mean even he
1: was trolling himself though on the internet afterwards he's like hey netflix thanks so much for my 15 (laughs) seconds of fame (laughs) and it's literally like a side shot of him like i i I, be, I bet you if you you ask somebody who had never like watched F1 before hadn't heard of Lando Norris and they watched the new season they would have been like oh uh, he's an F1 driver
0: yeah <laughs> but he'll be famous next year you'll see when when they actually have an episode on him and people will know Lando Norris in his third season in F1 <laughs>
1: yeah I mean it's 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 gotta feel you know it's gotta feel a little bit funny though that like you like the whole thing happens, like you know that that they film a the whole season and that's all all you get,
0: right? Because I,
1: because I, think about it, signs was Carlos signs was featured quite a bit,
0: quite a bit, yeah. And in first season too, I think that's why they focused on him because that whole swap with you know him going uh, from Renault to McLaren and Danny Ray going to Renault and that whole midfield battle, they really liked that storyline. Yeah, they
1: did. I mean, and it, it was. I mean, if you think about it, it was a very um a very big deal last year i mean it it shook the paddock nobody really thought that that danny rick was gonna leave
0: Ocon made a bigger appearance in drive to survive season two than lando and Ocon didn't have a seat last year <laughs> <laughs> that's true Ocon did get a lot of a lot of attention in that germany episode how funny was that man
1: yeah well hold on funny but like shocking to see that toto wolf was really behind the whole yeah or at least for at least at least for Ocon.
0: chilling it was actually chilling when i saw that
1: that well yeah that when when um when toto said we will crush them (laughs) talking to the talking to the entire mercedes team
0: yo toto's a scary dude when he uh when he's you know uh when he's in boss mode
1: yeah but he's a good i mean he's a great great Businessman and manager.
0: Oh, I mean, yeah, that's amazing. I I almost forgot about that. Thank you for reminding me. The whole Ocon thing, how like that was awesome to see the behind the scenes of that and how you know the Netflix team. They only they only had that access to one race, and it was perfect for them. But like the whole disaster, and then also that in the car, that was like that was gold footage right there.
1: Pretty incredible, like to get that behind the scenes and be in the car when that all went down
0: and. Oh, and also, ghastly at Red Bull, like the downfall and all the radio communications that we we didn't really have access to throughout the season. That's pretty rough, also to to see.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was so sad, like just to see they. I mean, the the picture they painted of the Red Bull hierarchy was pretty demonstrative. Um. it made Kristen Horner come off like a real callous, callous guy. And I mean, the whole team, to be quite, quite frank, the way that they handle drivers and the expectations that they have, like it's such a different approach than Mercedes and and Ferrari and the top, the other, you know, those, the the top teams really like, um, I think, I mean, it's, it's fucking ruthless, man.
0: It's ruthless, but and I think it's But Yeah, it's, I, but it also, like, we should get Ian to weigh in on this on, you know, a uh, next episode, but because he kind of went through some of that. And it's true. Red Bull is, like, Red Bull doesn't fuck around. Like, Red Bull will kind of give you hope, but also will take it away in a second, especially for these young drivers. So it's not the most comfortable place to be Uh if you're, you know, if you're fighting, uh, to get a seat but yeah the uh, ruthless it is and uh, i think helmet is at the, as ruthless with you know christian that christian is with his driver so like it's the whole team dynamic it's like get results or get out
1: yeah but i mean even the, the relationship with helmet versus christian like they're kind of on the same they're like equals in a way um you know um whereas like helmet is the head of the the, the driver's program and in, and in, Christian is himself the the managing director of the team, so they both kind of carry equal weight, unless <laughs> unless they don't behind the scenes. That's something that we don't know.
0: I know. I saw the way like Helmut and Dieter walk around in the rental hospitality, and they when Christian Horner talks to them, he you can tell there's a hierarchy. Like he does he. He, ta- he, does, he, de- he does that small talk of like, oh, yeah, the car looks really good this year. Talking about the Alpha Tauri, like the livery, huh? it looks really cool. Huh? He's like sucking up to them, you know, low key because still they're, they're his bosses. So you can tell that he's not like he's not 100% comfortable around them. Like he still needs to provide results and Ribble wants to fucking win. So uh, I, th- I think they are as ruthless with their management as the management is with, you know, their whole driver program.
1: Well, he's been there for 15 years. They've got four um, four world titles. Um, you know, it, it's not he hasn't done a. Ter- I mean, he's done a great job. Um, but I think Red Bull is finding themselves in a position now where uh, their talent pool is uh, very fractured, and they have to be careful with with what they do in the next few years. But mm-hmm. um, and I mean, this season going into Australia, um, I mean, it's, we'll see. What the 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 delta is between um, Albon and, and Max? We got in a, a bit of a heated debate during that see uh, <laughs> during th- while we were watching it about <laughs> Albon versus Gasly, and I just think I think Albon is is a bigger risk taker, taker of a driver. I think he embodies more of what Danny Ricardo was doing at at Red Bull uh, versus what what Gasly was, and I think he's he's got more of what it takes to sur- survive at Red Bull. And succeed at Red Bull than than what uh, Gasly had,
0: and you know what? I think um, you're right. You know, uh, I think the whole heated part came from the fact that I was being a little patriotic with the French driver. Uh, well,
1: that's all that was. I, I know that, and also <laughs>
0: also that's when Ian started popping bottles of wine too. So uh, that those two that correlation was pretty strong. I think. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I agree. I also want to say that a Gasly, after that changed as a driver, and you know, after the passing of Antoine as well, Hubert, uh, I think he completely shifted his focus. And that was a huge wake-up call in terms of um, if you don't get your shit together, like, you're out. Like, you're you're not going to get a, another chance in F1 if you're...
1: Well, yeah, the whole sport, not just, like, at yeah. Red Bull.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, in the whole F1. Yeah, exactly. So I think when I saw him in winter testing, he was focused, like laser focused. And uh, it's good to see, uh, you know, it's there, they keep pushing each other on. And I love Albon. He's he's like top three. Uh, he's, he's in my top three favorite drivers out there. He's higher than Gasly for me. So um, yeah, totally agree. And I'm looking forward to next year because I feel like next year they're going to focus on Kimi more. Uh, how they, like, they teased it a bit. I love that whole, like, yeah, this is a hobby for me. I don't need to do this, you know?
1: Yeah, this is a hobby. Like that was so it was so brilliant from Kimmy. Such a Kimmy moment. Such a Kimmy moment. And and then we're all like, Well, that's probably why he didn't get a lot of (laughs) didn't get a lot of screen time. He's just like, Yeah, it's a hobby. I'm just here. Uh, So
0: Yeah. But all in all it was great. It was get it was good to see some insight. Obviously we always want more. That's what that's why we're so harsh on it. But like to have that access and to put out what they put out is uh yeah, it's pretty fucking great, I think.
1: Yeah, it's still impressive. I mean to 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 do I mean a whole season on F1. I mean, there's so many storylines you can follow and mm-hmm. you're you're literally having to adapt as you go because things change so quickly and it is such a competitive environment. Um I you know. Yeah, I would have I I yeah, you can't I there's critiques that I have of it, but at the same time, I don't even want to offer them because I think it's such a challenge to do that that unless you're you're in those shoes and you're doing it and you can't really um you can't really throw throw shade at them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also you have to remember that they want to keep it as uh you know, main audience as possible. It can't be too niche. Right.
1: So all oh, no well, props. You know, <laughs> we know we know that you've got a, a little issue with that. You're like, "Oh, all these all these new F1 fans coming out of the woodwork cuz of Drive to Survive." Yeah. You're getting a, getting a little getting a little salty about it.
0: I mean, a little bit, right? I'm getting, you know, because these are the kind of people that are going to like somehow finagle their way into like getting media passes and I'm not getting them. So it's like a deeper cut, you know, than just, of course, I'm excited that people are getting into F1. But uh, yeah, I I can't count the number of messages I got saying, oh, I just watched Netflix. Uh, I love F1. I'm such a fan. And yeah, part of me is, uh, loves it. Part of me is, uh, you know, not sure about how to deal with those, you know, new fans, in quotes.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm sure F1's not going to care when they see the
0: money start coming in. So <laughs> your, your
1: your point's going <laughs> to, yeah. they're basically going to say, fuck off to you.
0: Yeah. They might lose a few, like me, but gain a lot of, uh, yeah. you know,
1: The net pseudo fans. The net gain's going to be. Exactly, the net gain is going to be a lot, a lot higher. Yeah,
0: and that's also why uh, there's a lot of you know uh, paddock chat during testing. That's also why they're not canceling Australia because uh, it's it's a money thing, man. Like they can't, they just cannot um, afford to do that, which uh, which is kind of fucked up with this whole coronavirus going on. But um, yeah, it's interesting to see what's going to happen. We're ten days away from uh, from Melbourne, so
1: yeah, interesting times. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> this coronavirus thing's out of out of proportion, if you ask me, but um Yeah, well we're not
0: gonna we'll see. I'm not gonna weigh in on the health issues. I've listened to a few <laughs> podcasts. Uh, I'm not a doctor, but
1: uh we're also uh pseudo health experts yeah. on uh, the grand
0: sand. Yeah. Uh we're I mean there was a possibility of going to Vietnam, remember, and we're not going. And I'm pretty sure yeah the coronavirus is, has a lot to do with it. So Oh yeah.
1: That's that's uh, definitely a big part of it. All right, so uh, we got Australia. We got is, Australia. Uh,
0: Australia is coming up. You know, uh, Ferrari and Alfa Tauri might not make it <laughs> because uh, it the coronavirus is like raging in Italy, and Australia is not accepting a lot of people coming in from Italy or transiting through certain cities, which makes it hard because everyone's coming in from Europe. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be a logistical nightmare for teams right now coming from Europe. Ross Brown said that he's advised teams to kind of send the minimum and he also said if a team can't make it it cannot be it cannot be like counted as a as a world championship event. He did mention that.
1: Oh, so wouldn't it be it wouldn't go towards the points.
0: He didn't say exactly that but he hinted at that and obviously it's Ferrari is the the biggest name concerned with this. And imagine imagine the first race of the 2020 season without Ferrari. It would, be it would
1: be their penalty for the bullshit they they pulled with this uh, FIA agreement.
0: So you're saying the coronavirus is karmic retribution for them getting away with cheating with their engine with fuel flow.
1: <laughs> I mean, cheating and then not even gaining anything out of it, which is so pathetic. But
0: <laughs> well, they did. They, I mean, cheated. Charles got five poles in a row because all of a sudden he had a fucking rocket on the straights.
1: Yeah, well, it showed in the did it show in the 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 final results of the season? Did they win the championship? Did they win the 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 drivers uh the drivers of the constructors? No, so a little too late, yeah, but you still didn't get much out of it and you still had to make a settlement. It's just so Ferrari of me. Ferrari for me.
0: Well, check this out though. What if they had started doing that earlier in the season and what if they had won and for and Ferrari and the FIA are like, oh, yeah, we we've agreed. We have these terms. We looked at their engine. It's fine, but we're not gonna tell you what we said. Uh and yeah, let's let's just go to Melbourne. Uh I think that's fucking preposterous. And the FIA is just once again kind of uh hiding and helping Ferrari get away with certain shit which is just can't keep happening.
1: Yeah, I mean it's the FIA's fuckery and BS once again coming to to dilute the sport. Um and I think it's honestly because they're they're worried about they they get scared that Ferrari would leave the sport because they're getting too many slaps on the wrist. I really think that's what that's about. Um, but uh, yeah, regardless,
0: but seven teams got together. Pretty much everyone who's not you know who who doesn't have an, a Ferrari engine and are saying this is bullshit. And they're they're saying that they might take legal action because I agree with that. There's like it's not transparent and it's not fair. No, it's craziness. But you know what, let's let that, let's let that simmer for a while and get yeah, into let it simmer. get into Oz. Uh, dude, in about te- in about 10 days we'll be, you know, listening on driver interviews. So, no, 10 days, what I saying, 1 week and 10 days we'll know who won the first race of the season. So, what are we thinking? What are our predictions for the Melbourne Grand Prix? You know what? I'm staying safe
1: with this race. Uh-oh. But we've got a new point. Before I even get into that, we've got a new point system.
0: Yes. Okay. So for those of you who listened to us last year, we have the grandstand championship. And we redistribute. We had a bit of a regulation change on our side as well. <laughs> 2020 regulation reg changes. Yeah. <laughs> the 2020 grandstand F1 regulation change. Uh. So... We'll be giving out uh, points uh, for different categories. So uh, just like last year, we were giving away one point for pole. Uh, for the top three, we're giving three points for victory, two points for P2, one point for P3. This is the one I'm really uh, excited about is we're giving out two points for best of the rest. So best of the non-top three uh, team finishers. And our the main event for us has always been the Grosjean moment. Do you want to explain what the Grosjean moment is?
1: <laughs> uh, so the Gros <laughs> the Grosjean moment is my favorite point of of the of each race, and it's basically anybody who has what we deem a Roman Grosjean moment, aka a spin, um, crashing on a warm up lap or under a safety car or, uh, in the pits yep. or, um, just generally like it could be, it, it, yeah, it's a, it's basically a team or a driver who has a, a moment, a just complete fuck up lapse of concentration, um, that are, have been quite typical of, of Roman Grosjean, uh, Roman Grosjean since, but since he got into Formula One. So that's your Roman Grosjean moment. And it's a hard one to predict.
0: It's hard. You know, it's we, not
1: always Grosjean.
0: We rarely do, do it. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. It, it, it's we're not like waiting for him to do it, but he's just like he just offers so much of it. Um, it could be Vettel spinning out when you know uh, Hamilton's chasing him and there's no contact, but he spins out on his own. You know, uh, could be Kvyat, uh, could be Danny Rigg unfortunately, who backs up into Kvyat at uh, Baku 2019. So those are all good examples of Grosjean moments.
1: Yeah. Uh, Seb had quite a few last year,
0: quite a few. <laughs> he's and he's yeah. he's uh, oftentimes in our predictions as well now. So and we're and this year we've decided to give five points for that, which is huge. Uh, it's almost the same amount of points as getting the the whole top three correct. So I'm excited for that. It's going to spice up our championship. Uh, on a side note, I was the inaugural winner of the 2019 Grandstand by one point. By one point. Yep, it went down to the wire. Bunch. That's a close Shit. one, just like two thousand eight. Lewis Hamilton versus Massa, one point. Can't believe that. <laughs> All right, man. Now, still, th- I'm still bitter. Now's your chance. Now's your chance to get back. Uh, you, you said you're going conservative.
1: All right. I think I am. Yeah. Um. So let's see. We've got P one. We've got pole position. P one, P two, P three. We've got Grosjean, and then we've got our best of the rest. Of the rest yeah. Um. So I'm going to go I think Mercedes is going to do a 1 2 again personally.
0: Shit. Okay. Who's who gets pole? Um
1: I think Valtteri I think Valtteri takes pole and takes P1.
0: But that's pole and you think you think he wins again like last year. I think so, yeah. Okay. Bolt, I like it.
1: I think Lewis gets P2.
0: Mhm. Leclerc P3. Leclerc P3. Wow. So you you're still putting Ferrari on the podium. Interesting.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think I think I do think they were sandbagging. I think we're gonna see Ferrari up the game this year. I can't believe I'm saying that, but
0: um. <laughs> you're you're basically <laughs> falling for what you're accusing me of falling into last year the whole time. He's giving Ferrari,
1: you know, because it's the first race of the season though. You gotta we gotta you know I think temper expectations. I think Mercedes has dominated this era of Formula One. I see them doing it again in 2022 or 2020. Um, 2020 as well. Um, but yeah, that's my that's that's my poll and P1 through P3, and then best I'm of the, going Latifi. Best of
0: the rest, though. Hold first. on, best of the rest has oh, to come before
1: okay. the. Yeah. <laughs> all right, damn it! I kind of already gave it away. All right, right. um, best of the rest. I'm going to go Lando. Wait, L- ah no,
0: Ooh, solid. I'm going to go
1: Carlos Signs. Carlos Signs.
0: Signs. All right, we got to go. Yeah, I'm going to go Signs. <laughs> That's a that's a strong yeah I like that choice. So obviously you already uh, spilled the beans on the Grosjean moment. Yeah,
1: Grosjean moment's gonna be Latifi because it's his first race, and I I don't see that kid lasting in Formula One that long unless he just keeps bringing money into it, which is definitely possible.
0: Yeah, well they can have a great team, him and Stroll, all Canadian silver spoon all stars.
1: He has such and by the way, like Latifi's accent. uh Latifi's accent is real Canadian.
0: Yes. I don't know if you've heard it. Agree. I Super agree. Canadian yeah. accent. Yeah. Uh
1: he's got like he's got a mix of a French Canadian, like, and then like Saskatchewan. I mean, it's all of Canada in, in one.
0: Yeah. He's uh yeah, he's repping it. He's repping the maple hardcore <laughs> maple uh man i'm, I'm kind, I'm kind of bummed because i was gonna put him as well all right uh i'm also gonna um, all right i think that we're not gonna get many surprises but pole position i'm gonna go for hamilton and i'm gonna say that hamilton has a great start of the year big year for him he wants to equal uh Shumi seven he also could beat the number of victories this year uh so i, I say he wins as well i say that max gets p2 that's so solid. And okay. And Botas gets P3. Uh, yeah. I also want to switch it up. You know, we got to take some, I'm going to be bold this year. Uh, best of the rest for me is going to be uh Checo Perez. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm call- I like it. Perez. I like it. Uh, he might, he might get a surprise podium in um, Australia, or he could get like a strong P5, P6 kind of result. And the Grosjean moment, I was going to go for Latifi as well, because I I just feel like he's going to, you know, maybe uh, stall or do something, you know, he's going to pull a rookie mistake. So I'm going to I'm going to also stick to the Latifi. All right. I I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, we're pretty different uh, in predictions, though. It's great. I'm looking forward to this and yeah man it's gonna be in uh, yeah just uh, over eight days we'll be watching uh fp1 fucking wait. fucking excited man i might i might rewatch drive to survive season two in the meantime big dick energy <laughs> 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 big dick energy yeah, i love it and if you if anyone's going to melbourne um uh, and wants to rep the banner Uh, please go to thegrandstandf1.com and uh, there's a little link to that where you can uh, give us your info and we can get in touch. Uh, If you'd like a t-shirt as well, uh, all the information is on the website. Uh, And we also are uh, starting our social media this year with our Instagram and Twitter, which can be found at the same handle, thegrandstandf1.
1: Yeah, and we ship worldwide on all that stuff, so it doesn't matter where you are. Um and not just Australia, but if you want to send it to your home Grand Prix, if it's Austin, if it's Silverstone, if it's uh Russia, uh we'll find a way we'll find a way to make it work.
0: Yep, exactly. We wanna see that banner travel this year. And uh as always stay tuned for the next episode and if you'd like to catch our uh previous season Uh, You can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts. Anywhere you listen to podcasts. All right, Noles. I'll see you after Melbourne. After Melbourne, baby. Let's get it done. Big dick
1: energy. (laughs)